think connection with your clients is really, really important, as I'm sure every photographer and you would also say, like, especially for a wedding, because I want them to be comfortable. I don't want them to have to think about their photos on their wedding day. It's not about the photos on the day of. It's that's like that comes after. And I also think that the best photos, like especially during portraits, come from like you having a relationship and if they can already they already know you and they trust you then it just is like so much easier and the photos come out better and less posed and they feel more natural hey what's up guys this is jordan anderson and welcome to another episode where we interview some awesomely creative people here in the dc area on this episode we're talking with the photographer emma weiss we talk about how she got into photography how she got into wedding photography more specifically and like how, how she got her first gig and how she learned the ins and outs of shooting a wedding if you're looking to get started with photography this is a great little episode to kind of some quick tips you know even things like how she builds rapport with clients and all that fun stuff so i uh, hope you enjoyed this episode this is emma weiss let's get started Okay, so we have Emma Weiss on the podcast. Emma, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you want to give us just like a quick five-minute intro, who you are, what you've been up to, what you're about. Ooh, okay. Um, my name is Emma. I'll start there. Um, I'm a photographer, um, was recently a student. I just graduated from University of Maryland, College Park, um, with a degree in graphic design and art history. Um, so, and during that time, I was also a wedding photographer and portrait and brand photographer for a lot of bloggers, um, and couples in the area. Lately, I have been photographing more portraits. Um, I haven't, I took a step back from weddings this time last year, so I don't have many booked, um, just because it was a lot with school mm -hmm. at the same time. Um, and right now I am kind of, um, bouncing around in post-graduation anxiety but trying to take a small break and figure out next steps career-wise you parents are like on your ass about like what are you doing next or like what, are you, doing, what are you doing with this degree <laughs> they're actually very supportive which is really great um so i moved back home with them for a while to like save money and i'm very grateful that they're close to both baltimore and dc because i can come here um whenever which is nice and but yeah they're not they're not really on my ass, which is nice. Okay. Your degree is art design. And like, how did you get into, let's start with photography. How you got into photography? When I was in middle school, I had a blog. It was on Blogspot, if you remember that. It's very embarrassing and I hope it's nowhere ever on the internet anywhere anymore. Um, but I started, some people that I followed posted a lot of wedding photography. So I like really started to get into that um, and look into ways to like, get into it myself um so then I got a nice little $200 point and shoot in like eighth grade um and then gradually graduated to like save money and graduated to an SLR um and then kind of just dragged my friends and family in front of my camera um for a while until I started doing some more senior portraits of my friends in high school um those were my first like paid gigs I think um and then built my website I had an internship or assistant position with um, a local photographer, Lindsay Ann of LA Birdie Photography. I don't know if you okay. are aware or know of her, um, but that's when I started to get into weddings. So I like figured out how it all worked um, and then booked one or two weddings my first year, which I'm very grateful for. And then from there, um, kind of built my business on Instagram. I'm always curious about 
kind of the path that, you know, your craft could take you. When did you, you know, you start off very rough amateur, just, you know, point two for fun. And then like, when does it start to become, is it, is it in high school when you were doing those senior portraits that it started to become like, okay, I can do this for, for, for real. I can do this. Like I'm getting better at it. Like talk about that a little bit with the progression of getting better, failing, uh, yeah. and then even like, even the success of like putting dollars next to your work and like that kind of evolution. I think once I graduated from the point and shoot, cause I don't think I would ever charge for a photo shoot with a point and shoot ever. And I started to like get more practice in front of like get more confident as like someone who is posing people in front of my camera. That's when I started to realize that I could charge for it and that I was also doing actual ex- like actual work, um, like the whole planning the shoot and also posing and directing um, and the editing behind it afterwards. That was actually work. So I was like, I should probably charge for this anyway. Um, so that was when it started, I think. What'd you charge your first gig? I think it was $50 for like a two hour <laughs> okay. senior shoot, but nice. which is very, very cheap. What were some kind of breakthrough moments, you know, like where you kind of, I mean, do you like me as a cinematographer, I kind of, you know, it started off as video and, you know, yes, you have a camera, you're doing cool stuff. When did it start to become, you know, then I started looking at it like through a scientific point of view and you know light versus shadow kind of point of view not just you know pretty pictures or colorful stuff uh did you have any kind of moments like that or where it was like a breakthrough where you started to look at it more professional is a weird word to say but like to look at it more in that sense yeah like a student of the craft yeah um I think I what drew me to photography initially was light for sure and I always love like again with a point and shoot like photographing like flowers in different lighting situations Um, and then once I started doing people, it was kind of like, took a step back from that. And I was just like focused on the person and making them feel comfortable. But then once I realized that I could like pair the two, um, and like find the light and then direct the person towards that light, that was when it kind of became a little bit more scientific, like what you just said, which I think is really interesting. Um, and more, um, I don't know, maybe feel more practiced, professional. Yeah. Because there's like the science and art of it. Yeah. I think a lot of consumers hang out on the art side. Yeah. Saturation. Color, yeah. Just yeah. Making it, you know, add a cool filter. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But then you go to the scientific part where you're looking at, you know, yeah, how much shadow you want on someone. Yeah, how exactly. Hot, how hot a hair light is, how, you know, yeah. all, all this kind of, yeah. uh, even like photometric kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know that much about it. I would love to learn more about mm-hmm. like all of the um, nitty gritty aspects of like the camera sensor (laughs) and things. Um, And I would like to research more, I think about that. But right now I mostly just like search for the light with my camera. And I think once I also started realizing that like post-production isn't everything, that was when something else also switched because um, I realized you do have to shoot for the effect that you want instead of just relying on post-production to fix everything in the end. Mm Or some bad sense. habits that you had at first that you've kind of corrected now. I would, I would like really underexpose or like not really watch the white balance in my um, camera when I was shooting manual or when I first started shooting manual um, and be like, oh, it's fine. Like I can just, I'm shooting in raw. So I'll just like bring it up. But, and while that is still great and I still do that a lot, especially in like direct lighting because I want to make sure that the highlights are saved. If it's like really, really underexposed, 
I'll reshoot it. I'll just ask them to go back. And I also realized like I didn't used to do that either. I used to be like so scared of like saying, oh, I actually made a small mistake. Like let's go back and redo this mm-hmm. or not a mistake, but I need you to do this again. Um, I've become more confident in being able to do that okay. because it saves me a lot of time in post-production. I know what you mean, but like the, like in, in video, like the audio kind of messes up a little bit or like, yeah, like you said, like the light's a little off or like I didn't, you know, we weren't exposed enough. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely like that. And the bigger the client, the more you're like, I can't say anything right now. Yeah, I know. And then the other thing is like the bigger the client, like the better the photos have to, I mean, I always try to make the photos look as best as they possibly can, but the more pressure I feel to make the photos look good. So then it's like, I don't want to say anything, but I have to make sure that the photo is okay. So they, I would usually have rather have like gone back and said something in the moment than have to like freak out about how to fix it afterwards. Let's talk about like a portrait session. Walk me through, cause you're, you're hitting on a little bit where you know, you're, you're asking them to step into the light. Uh, how are you making them? Like I struggle with this. How do you make them feel comfortable? How do you make them do the pose you want to do or like how to like what was your journey to finding the pose yeah Does that look good or yeah like, all that like there's so many weird stuff and like yeah little tiny um details of that like yeah what's your process with it um so I think it's a little bit different for just portraits and then couple sessions mm-hmm. two people is always a lot easier or not easier but it helps the, my clients get more comfortable in front of the camera faster um but for portrait sessions I'm really bad in front of the camera like really really bad and I don't know why I've never had any I've just like never gotten good at it so I like feel super awkward so I want to make sure that they do not feel the way that I feel in front of the camera um so I usually will like talk a lot and like just like constant chatter behind the camera Mm -hmm. um like about how good they look and what they're doing right um and then and I usually also will start the session a lot with like just walking or like movement just to get them comfortable, like with me shooting what they're doing. Um, and then I just do a lot of, I try to start with a lot of movement. Um, and then from there I'll kind of, they kind of get more comfortable, like pretty quickly. Um, I actually just yesterday had a shoot where she was really uncomfortable at first Mm -hmm. or like was talking to me about how nervous she was. And I, she softened up or softened up got used to the camera a lot quicker than she thought even. Um, so usually it like pretty quickly after the movement starts, it's pretty smooth from there. With people like that, are you having to tell them exactly what to do? Yeah. Hand here, bend your elbow like this. Yeah. So I, I do try to like give a good amount of direction, just um, not really like, I don't want to like ever strictly pose anyone just because I, that's not really my style. Um, but I do want to make sure that they know what they're doing in front of the camera or like feel like they have some confidence. So I will say like, put your hand in your hip or we'll try like hands in pockets mm-hmm. um, or like turn your shoulders a little bit more towards me. I saw one photographer on YouTube. He was like, pose, do the pose yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, you know, Simon says. Yeah. And does that, does he find yeah, that Yeah, I have works? done that before. Okay. Um, and I also usually say like, we're just going to try this. I don't know if it's going to work, but like try this. Um, and sometimes it doesn't work and then it's like, and then I'm like, it's all, it's all my, like me, don't worry about what you're doing. I'm just going to try this one. Okay. So the, does that make sense? Like couples are a little more comfortable together because they're okay being in their own space together. Um, when it's solo, so say it's like a bride or the groom, we're just going to get them off to, off to the side to get the solo. Do, 
how much how much are you letting them kind of act out what they think is okay? Yeah, um, a lot. Or like, or they you know they're trying to they're trying to guess what you want them to do. Yeah. Without saying anything, is there how, um, do, you, how do you kind of bridge that communication gap? Usually, I'll say like, I'll say go stand here, and then I'll see. I kind of like watch to see what they do, um, and then if it's like if they do something immediately like naturally that I like I say like okay stay there and just look at look at me look off I'll usually do something like look off to the side so they don't have to look at me while I'm shooting and then look back at me and that's when it's a little bit more of a natural look at the camera instead of like if you're just staring for a long time um but I usually try to like watch my subjects um as they're like moving into a pose to see like what they're doing and I usually just shoot a lot to get all of it in between moments as well. Yeah, you're clicking away or you yeah. like, okay. I shoot a lot, a lot of photos. Okay. Which I've heard some photographers say like is not great, but I never want to miss anything. So mm-hmm. yeah, especially yeah. a wedding. Yeah, especially a wedding. Like there's so many yeah. things you can't miss yeah. as a photographer. Yeah. And I'd rather them have all of the photos of their grandma than none. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um male, female, what's what are better poses? What some pose works for more for men versus women. What are those differences? Um, I, so men usually look good for me head on. Well, actually, I don't really, I don't know. It really depends on the person. Mm-hmm. It's hard um, to differentiate, um, especially with, I just shoot a lot of different people as I'm sure every photographer does. Yeah. Are you looking at like, and, and you may not even know you're looking at it. Are you looking at jawline, how big the yeah. nose is, how deep their eyes are? Um, usually face structure kind of thing. uh, I think only just in terms of the light. So like if the light, if it's like direct lighting and they have like really strong facial features, it'll be a little bit more contrasty. So, um, it just kind of depends on if they're usually if the sun's like above, then it like casts dark shadows in their eye sockets. Yeah. Um, so like just where to turn the head, I guess. Um, but it's really, it varies per person. Okay. And say like a, a female pose is that. You know, are you, are you like, how do you, cause I've always tried to understand how to, you know, they're always talking about tell a story with your photo. How do you tell a story with that person's pose or that person's body language? You know, the That's obvious is like, you know, they cross their arms, they're a little yeah. more closed off. Yeah. Yeah. A, you know, woman puts her hand on her hips. She looks powerful. Yeah. Yeah. How are you like, is that the next level for a photographer going from like I understand how the camera works yeah. and now it's like now I'm in that storytelling like high level yeah. kind of concepts. I think so. Okay. Um does that take time? Does that or does that like yeah. is that something you're just like how, how would you develop that knowledge? I think it's shooting a lot as in like everybody yeah. says. Um but and like shooting and then like gradually understanding especially the light. Mm-hmm. Especially like if it's a direct lighting situation and it's going to look more strong and like editorial ish. Mm-hmm. Um, usually with like, especially with just one person. Um, so I'll shoot that way if that's, especially if that's how they want the shoot to go. So I also like, mm-hmm. we'll talk to them a lot before, um, the shoot to see what they're, what kind of content they're trying to have. Like for a senior shoot, it's a lot more like laughing and fun and smiling. Yep. Um, but for a lot of the, I haven't done many senior shoots recently and I, so a lot of the bloggers and the content that I shoot is more editorial and like fashion-y which I really enjoy okay so that's more like strong poses and stuff like that okay strong angles curves yeah and then like 
And then with men, it's like, I find sometimes with men, it's like, give them something to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I also do that. Like yeah. men just can't, do, I, you know, like somebody I know. Stand, <laughs> stand there, Jordan, you're like, uh, yeah. like, no, 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 like look at your watch. You're like, yes. okay, cool. Yeah, like, exactly. Every tie. Yeah. Especially for like weddings for the groom portraits. Well, I usually do like, okay, so button your, button your, uh, mm-hmm. vest coat. So tie your shoes. Yeah. yeah it's like, like weird. Play with your, um, or like put on your, what's that? The cuff, 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 cuff link. link. Yeah. yeah. Um, or straighten your bow tie or something like that. Now, now what genre of photography do you kind of prefer? And we can go into, yeah. I want the creative question and then we can go into like the business question. Okay. So what, what like genre, like free, unlim- you have unlimited money, so you don't have to worry about money ever. What genre are you kind of attracted to? It's really hard because like every time I shoot a wedding, I'm like, oh, I only want to do this. And every time I shoot an editorial, I'm like, oh, I only want to do this. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I really, really enjoy like more editorial and fashion just because I think it's like I can like have more time with a shoot. Whereas a wedding day is like very fast paced. Um, and I get to like really play with the light um, and just take my time and like make art with someone else. And that's like the focus of the shoot. Um, but a wedding day is like and couple sessions are so special and it's like an on- it's such an honor to be the one photographing them on that day and like making like making these memories for them or not making the memories documenting the memories um so i really like really enjoy both creatively but i think well now let's go to the business side yeah what's you could say like what pays more or like what is a better in in the dc baltimore what's a better business or more prolific business um weddings definitely pay more (laughs) um especially a couple years in business. Um, and ideally I think weddings for uh, weddings are also great. They're on the weekend, which has been hard for me, especially during school to like go through a full week of school and then have weddings on the weekend. Um, but it can be a great, like even just like once a month, a really nice in- source of income Yeah, totally. Um, and a really great day to be a part of again. But, yeah. You're like, you yeah. kind of, you know, emotionally riding shotgun with them. Yeah. Through everything. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's is, really nerve wracking. Yeah. I was about to say, there's a lot of pressure to it. Like the yeah. same with you're working with the big brand pressure, like, yeah, you know, you have pressure. Like if you don't miss that, if you miss the first kiss yeah. or it's really the little flower girl coming down the aisle, yeah. or she like sneezed, like you miss that. Yeah. Yeah. And usually once like I get started during the wedding day, I'm like, I'm okay. And I'm in the flow and it's cause I'm just there. So whatever is going on, I just like try to be very, very present. But the day before or like the hours before I am, I don't like talk to anyone. Gotcha. It's kind of a mess. Okay. Are you, yeah. yeah. Cause you know, the, I've gotten those, you're talking to the coordinator. I've gotten those like minute by minute sheets. Yeah. You're kind of studying those or you're like, yeah, you're doing I'll, your little game plan with that. Yeah. Okay. I usually try to like have the same, the same copy of the timeline as the coordinator, just so I know what's going on. Okay. Um, but yeah. And yeah. then, for weddings, do you normally shoot solo? Do you have a partner to shoot with or like you bring on just an assistant for just the ceremony or like, I usually shoot solo, um, unless they've added, I do have an option in my like packages to add a second photographer. And then I'll like, I have a couple of local photographers I reach out to and the network and the amazing like Baltimore DC creative network that I trust and I've worked with before. Cool. And you, you prefer to shoot solo. Is that, is that just how you started and that's just like, yeah. that's how I feel comfortable? Or yeah. like, 
did you try a partnership or like an assistant and you were like, you kind of went back to being solo? I have never had a, a partner or an assistant just because uh, like a, a one person being my assistant or like a business partner, mm-hmm. just because I've always been by myself um, or like built the business by myself. But um, I, I like shooting solo a lot. I'm also an introvert, so I really like having like no one to talk to when I have a small break. Um, but I do always suggest the second photographer just because I, again, like the day is not about me. So I definitely want if they need more, if it's a huge wedding or if it's a really long day, like we need the coverage. Yeah. They need the coverage and I don't want them to like miss shots of cocktail hour. If we're, if they don't, if they want them or Mm -hmm. like extra, um, angles during a ceremony. Okay. Stuff like that. Yeah. For I've done wedding videos solo and those can be kind of crazy yeah it takes some like especially if they want like multi-cam shoot or yeah. like they want the whole ceremony covered and you're like you know you look like uh mary poppins was a guy uh, dick, <laughs> dick van dyke where he's like yeah, yeah. he's doing the drum and the cymbals oh God, on yeah. his back and he's running back and forth and you're like okay check the audio here yeah are we in focus okay battery's at 25 percent. okay <laughs> yeah pretty much it's like a dance the entire day yep. for 10 hours and you got and for you it's like one camera or you got the, you know, I've seen the guys with like multiple cameras. Or yeah. Like, you know, you got like 30 batteries on you. Like what are you, what are you rocking? I usually only shoot with one. Um, I'll switch lenses a couple of times. Um, I soon will be getting another camera because I do. I think that having two on me was a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so I don't have to actually switch the lens. So I can just switch camera. And for people that don't understand the, why you need a second camera. Why, like, what's the point of having a second camera as a photographer? Um, so it's helpful to have two different focal lengths of lenses on, just on, so you don't have to take the time to switch the lens, like get the other lens out and take the one lens off of your one camera and then put it back on and then like, cause you're missing moments. So it would be easier to just have the two cameras on your, on your body, like on the strap, um, and then just switch cameras. Um, like if you're like, shoot one at 35 millimeter length and then just put it down and grab the other one at 50 or yep. Grab the zoom or something. Yeah. 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 Okay. But right now I have only done one. So nice. That's worthwhile. Uh, is there like with clients hiring you for a wedding, are they, I should say it's like at first were they hiring you just as a, let's call it as a vendor. Mm -hmm. Like we just, you know, I don't know who you are. I don't know the work you've done, but I know you can shoot photography. Just shoot our wedding. And as you've gone further down the road, are they hiring you now for like, we're hiring Emma for Emma, not just, we don't just need a, a a sub, you know, sub in gap, you know, to fill this gap. Has that, have you seen that occur more and more that they're hiring you for your style specifically? Um, yes, I think initially a couple of weddings have been just vendors. Or I'm just a vendor, which is, but I also am very grateful because like in the process of them hiring me, we've gotten to know each other and then it doesn't ever feel like that. It's never, ever felt like that. Um, But I've also been very grateful. Like a lot of people come to me for my work and my like personality. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) Or it's felt less like event, just a vendor relationship when they email me, which is really Mm -hmm. amazing. And I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, no, that's but, a good, that's got to be a good feeling. Yeah. yeah. Like, just like, yeah. oh, oh, they want me for me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, your personality is, because there, there are the photographers that are very loud and very, and yeah. they're very talkative. <laughs> yeah. Or they're like, oh my God, I was on, we were on one shoot. We were, me and my 
me and my buddy were shooting the video and they had three photographers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Three. These are like, wow. but these dudes were like middle-aged and they all, you know, they were like, you could tell they were the old school wedding yeah. photographers. Black polo had the like logo on their, wow. on their chest <laughs> yeah. and they had like, everyone had like three cameras on their belt. They missed That's a lot of shots. Something. Really? Yeah. Surprisingly, wow. you're like, you're like, they must, and we're like, we're, you know, we were doing the math. Like they must've paid like $10,000 plus for oh like these gosh. three guys. And it's like, Oh yeah, they missed the first kiss. They missed this. It's like, oh, oh wow. Okay, so it's like, don't oh don't be fooled by like more people or like yeah. bigger fashion. You know, wow. fashion. You know, flashier stuff. It's like sometimes oh. it's just like having the one photographer is good yeah. enough. Yeah, that's, that's awful. It was like it was so it was so nuts. Oh my god. Um, but those guys were very loud, boisterous. I just got, I don't like, like that at all. Yeah. Wow. Or um. I would, oh, this is what I always get into. The the small friction between a wedding photographer and a videographer. And a videographer. Yeah. <laughs> How do you handle that? Um, I'm curious. I actually, a lot of the weddings I've shot have been small where there haven't, I haven't worked with a ton of videographers, mm-hmm. weirdly. Um, but some of them I have had a couple of like little snafus where the videographer is like very. It's like the opposite of your situation yeah. that you just described. And they've been like right in front of the, like in the middle of the aisle, like in front of me during like the kiss. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it for a lot of them, um, I've been really grateful because it's been like more like a team. So like, we'll, it's been kind of cool to like have someone to talk shop with, I guess, but like not another photographer. So like, it's just really interesting to see what their perspective is on the wedding day. Yeah. Versus what mine would be. Yeah, because we have like similar gear every now and then or yeah. like similar lens. Yeah. Or like, yeah. what's your angle? Like, what are you going to mm-hmm. do here? How are you going to move? Which is also really interesting because like, I think about how I'm going to move, but just like in still shots, but a videographer thinks about like mm-hmm. the actual camera moving throughout. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause sometimes you can't cut. Yeah. But, like, I know what you're talking about that, that bride shot down the aisle. It's like, yeah, we'll have, you have two in the back for just the coverage of yeah. reaction of the groom. Yeah. And then you have the one guy up front, he's on his knees on a monopod. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, there I think communication is the most important thing. Yeah. 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 It's like there can't the friction happens when you're just trying to like you're, yeah. you're just like shoving your elbow, like, dude, get it like you're yeah, my, dude, exactly. you're, you're my shot. Yeah. Um Yeah. Or they'll do the the gimbal thing. Yeah, the gimbal. Where, where like yeah, well, the, they the, the like the stabilizer they go right in yeah. front of your shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've had a couple of funny outtakes. I'm always, like gimbal photos. It's always when I I've been told a lot of times that I think like photographers should take the priority on huh. a lot of these shots. Yeah. Um, like I've been told to kind of like get in your place, <laughs> little video man. Really? Not directly, but but you know the coordinator would be like you know you got to get out of the way like yeah you know this is like this is a photographer and then <laughs> you know photographer gets one hour session and then the videographer gets thirty minutes. You know like what? That's weird. You're like what? How's that? Huh. I don't want to sound jaded. No, no, no. But I'm you like, don't. But there's like. That's I, not okay. I, I always find I it like interesting. I'm like, who's getting, is it like, are they paying more for the photos? Yeah. Are they like, do they know the photographer more than the video? Like, I don't, they're both like ways of documenting the day and every, it's like mm-hmm. both the same artistic. But I, I see, know. but I always see your pressure as a photographer. Yeah. If I miss the first kiss or is it a little out of focus or I yeah. miss grandma dancing, I can just edit around. That. Yeah. 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 That's true. But you're like, yeah, it is going to be the photo that's like printed on the wall. Yeah. But where's the first kiss? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I don't have it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's always a little nerve wracking. 
now I'm curious about how you kind of structured the wedding. Uh, so you you worked with, you said you interned? Yeah, okay. kind of as like her assistant slash. I just like got to pick her brain for a summer, which is really nice. Nice. But she, was she paying you the whole time? No, it was okay. actually, it was a free, it was pretty, it was fine. I didn't like, yeah. I was, I think I was sophomore in high school. Oh, okay. Or it was after my right. sophomore year. So I was fine with it. She was fine with it. She just wanted some help. Cool. Um, and yeah, she was, she's lovely. I and you were her. able to see not only like day of execution, were you able to see like yeah. back at the office kind of stuff? Yeah. So we would like meet at coffee shops. Um, I think I shot two weddings with her. Um, and also they didn't, I wasn't like the second photographer. They didn't book a second photographer. I was just, she would like clear it with a couple before like, Hey, I have an intern assistant with me. Is it okay if she comes and she'll like get some extra shots for you as a bonus? Who would say no? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what we did. And then afterwards I got to like ask her all these questions about anything, Sweet. which what, is great. What were you most curious about back in? Just like how it worked, <laughs> like how mm -hmm. a wedding, cause I'd never been to a wedding. Okay. So I never, I just didn't know what. The, the, the structure day of the day of at all yeah. yeah and now i can like recite it all it's pretty fun it's yeah it's that's kind of why i got out yeah it was like the yeah. repetitiveness is definitely there yeah and that's why i stopped a little bit especially i don't know if i'm actually ever going to do a full wedding season again season again because it was just like so so much yeah. like every single weekend like one or two weddings um especially during school mm -hmm. but and i got definitely i definitely got burned out for like a while. You definitely can. Talk, yeah. uh, tell me about like the ramp up to that. So you like, you, you know, you learned it in sophomore year of high school. And yeah. And that definitely sparked a path. Yeah. Like you knew that could be an option. Yeah. Um, talk about a little about like getting that first wedding gig and then like the ramp up to, yeah. like, like you say, a full season. Yeah. And what a full season looks like. Um, so I think after I interned with her, I actually got my first ever wedding was from was Lindsay and the photographer I've interned with her best friend or one of her good friends, Emily. Um, and I shot her wedding and it was a lovely, lovely day. Um, I, the photos are quite something, but I'm, I still, I still like them, but it's just, they're definitely not my style anymore, really. Um, but I didn't miss anything and I got good photos. So that was fine. Um, so I did one, I think it was like a $500 deal or something like that. Okay. Um, and then the next year I got, I had one couple who actually just like reached out to me and found me on Google, which is crazy. Cause I had not done like any, I'd had a website, but I hadn't done like any SEO building or like anything like that or Instagram or anything like that. So I was very shocked, but I love them. They're like some of my dear friends and now, um, and I've gotten a couple of weddings from them after, which is really cool. And like their friends. Um, and then the other wedding that I had was a church. Um, someone I grew up with in my church. Um, he was getting married and that was amazing. Um, Chris and Victoria. I love them so much. Um, and I actually just shot his brother's wedding like last month, which is amazing. Nice. So it was really cool to go back and like be with the family again. Very cool. Um, so then after that, that was my so freshman year of college. So that's like wedding number three. Yeah. In the Okay. Yeah. On the books and then... Goes smoothly, getting paid. Yeah. Um, what happens next? I think I like, I started sophomore year of college was like, sophomore year is hard of college because it's like before you like get into your actual major really. And after like the freshman year, BS, like magic English, BS yeah. is all over. And so you're kind of like, what the heck? Yeah. Like I'm depressed. Um, 
so then I like, I really like focused on my business a lot more that year. And I did a lot of Instagram, um, and got a lot of shoots here and just started like building my presence on Instagram and in the community. And that's how I started getting more for, um, the fall of the next year. So that was like, so I was booking during sophomore year of college for junior year of college fall, if that makes sense. And time-wise, this is like three, four years ago? Yeah. Okay, or, okay so it's starting yeah. to ramp up. People are finding you now on Google. Do you start, how does your business change? Or, yeah. or you know, how do you, you, know, you look yourself in the mirror? How are you planning, strategizing to like change? Or do you, is this the mo- moment that you're like, let's ramp up the business? Yeah. Let's slow it down. Well, I didn't, so I, it was my first year of like actually booking weddings, plural, like really plural. So I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, which is kind of a problem for me later, like during it, um, because it was also my first semester as a graphic design major. The concentration started um, junior and senior year of college. So it was like my first classes as a graphic design major, my first like art history classes. So I was like very stressed all the time and very creatively burned out all the time. Um, And I had, I just like way overbooked myself for that October is kind of a blur. (laughs) Um, So I, but I'm also like very, like all of those weddings I love and I love all those couples so much. And I'm very, very grateful that I could do that. Um, And I definitely made a good amount of money. I got to buy a car, which is amazing. Um, But yeah, that was, it was a lot. Were you reinvesting in the business as well? Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. Cause I don't think people talk about that enough. Yeah. Where there's like, like, yes, you can go buy the car. Yeah. But to like... That was also a business move for sure because I couldn't yeah, of course. shoot the weddings without it. Yeah. Um, but to like reinvest, buy a better lens, buy yeah. better software, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk any, anything about that? Or like, what was your approach to reinvesting in yourself? Um, buying backups of stuff because at first I didn't... I think every. I don't know if you had this, but there was like a moment where I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to lose everything. And then I was like, Oh, I need, I really need to get backup equipment. Like, or I had some, but I I just needed to like make it a system that I hadn't made a system yet. So that's what I was investing in a lot of. Especially weddings. Cause they want, you know, they'll come back a year, a couple of years later. Yeah, exactly. And they want some photos again. Yeah. Yeah. And I would never, I know now that I like back up everything like 5 million times and keep every single photo just in case. It I want to awesome. put a pin in that. I want to learn yeah. know more about that. Um, yeah, because it's like, it's a, it can be to lose the footage or f- photos is one thing. Yeah. To not yet. It's, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk, we'll talk on that a little bit later. Um, Great. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's ramping up. You're reinvesting in yourself. You're now you've set of wheels. And is this, is that the moment where you were, go into full, like, tell me about that full wedding season that you're talking about. Um, what does that mean? What is a full wedding season? It was mostly, so a lot of people's, I don't know if they still think this, but they usually think that weddings are in the summer, which is not the case here as much, just be, in my experience, just because it's like swamp season here, which is disgusting for a wedding. Um, so it was, it's like all fall. And now there's a lot more fall weddings, I think. Um, but so I had a wedding like I think I had two in September and then I think I had six in October, which is just wild because it was like a full week of classes and then Sunday and Saturday or Saturday, Sunday for both weddings. Um, And then there's all of the editing and like post-production that goes with it and going through all the photos and then like getting delivery boxes and stuff set up. Yeah. Um, So it's pretty much from September to 
like November. I so, was okay. So three months, twelve weeks. Yeah, I think the, I had a, I think I had about ten weddings. Okay, I'm not entirely sure. So at least one a week or two a week. Yeah, okay. which I'm very very grateful again for again. Um, and it was an amazing way to make money. I like didn't have. I was working for myself. You're working um, on I the weekends. I could work in coffee shops. Yeah, I was working on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could, I can edit while I'm like watching the office for the seventh time, um, which is really pretty cool. So, but I was still very, so it goes until about for here, it goes to about, you're saying November, yeah. December, it kind of fades away. Yeah. And I had a couple. Does it pick up in the spring? Yeah. And then okay. spring again. Um, I had a few, I had a two, I think in January actually, which was interesting. Um, one was a, like a celebration, like reception, just a small one. And then the other one was another small one inside, okay. not outside. Are you, I mean, w- when you were in that moment, when you were, you know, you had all 10 weddings booked, was it, I mean, was like the business appetite, like constantly pushing you to get more gigs or were you, or was there like something in your head telling you to slow down? Uh, cause you know, I think you could like, you could find yourself being that photographer who has, you know, booked 50 weddings that year. Yeah. Like where, how much is, how much is too much? Or like, especially for you as a solo photographer, what was your approach with like keeping it going versus yeah. throttling it? Um, so I think it's hard with weddings. It was just like hard for me to know what it was going to be like the next year because weddings book so far out. So at that time I was also booking for 2018, 2019 is this year. Yeah. So 2018, so 20, October 2017 was like the first, my first wedding season with a lot of weddings. Um, and then I was also at that time still booking for the next year, um, which I didn't. And so I was kind of, honestly, it's like kind of a haze. Oh, <laughs> and no, I'm I sure. I really just killed it, killed myself. Um, but yeah, it was kind of just, I was kind of taking what I could get. Mm-hmm. Um, inquiry come in yeah I would it, usually reply if it was the right price yeah you're good to go yeah okay yeah because there and then what you're, I guess what I'm getting from is that you're trying to avoid burnout yeah but which I didn't really know was happening until, until yeah. yeah yeah I think it can happen when you don't even yeah you don't realize you're burnout and then you're then yeah. you really fucking burn out yeah <laughs> it's like, yeah part of my language <laughs> yeah. um it's like it can be, I mean, was there any part of it? Because some people even say, like, you can outsource photo editing. Yeah. Have you ever considered that? Or, like... I thought about it. Um, like you, can get, you can pay five cents a photo to get it edited. I know. It's like... <laughs> yeah. Are the, are those kind of shortcuts tempting? Is that a shortcut or is that working? Yeah. You know, what's the difference between, in a photography world, what's the difference between a shortcut and working smart? Um, I think that is definitely working smart if you... I don't know. Okay, wait, back up. I thought, I definitely thought about the outsourcing the editing. Um, and especially during school because it was so much, but I also, I really, I do a lot of post-production and it's not just like, I don't edit, I don't like retouch, but I do crop a lot and like straighten and do a lot of like recomposing, um, of my images after I shoot. So I was kind of like afraid that someone who wasn't me was not going to make those images the way that I would after the, after I shot them, if that makes sense. Um, but I do, I also know a lot of photographers who do outsource the editing and it's like, it doesn't, I could never tell quote unquote that it wasn't them doing it. And it's definitely their style. And there are a lot of really, really talented photo editors out there who can edit to any style. 
um, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, like if you're outsourcing, you're obviously giving up a little bit of creative control. Yeah, and yeah. And it becomes, yeah, then it does it become less of your product and your style. Yeah, and that was what I was struggling with, but I, I don't, like, I know that really that's not the case, um, but I didn't want, I was like so in my head. And I like to do everything like by myself, which is kind of yeah. a bad thing. No, it's or a, it can be a bad thing. Um, and then like, and then the other side of the, like that's post production, even production side. Yeah. Let's say you book, you overbooked. Yeah. You book three weddings, four weddings a weekend. You yeah. can't be in two places at once. Yeah. Has that ever occurred, or has has that maybe we won't call it temptation, but like has that? All right, I booked five weddings this weekend. I'm screwed but I could hire somebody to shoot for me. Yeah. And then I'll just edit them. <laughs> yeah. Has that um, situation ever happened? I've never encountered that just because like, usually when the couples will reach out to me, they're like, they want me to shoot it. So I don't, or like I'm, they want my perspective or something like they connected with my work and like my work has always been me shooting. So I don't really want to, I never really thought about not being there for a couple on their day as a photographer. But I have shot, thought about like getting someone else to, like do emails or something like that. But it's never really been more of a thought mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, there's, I but, mean, I used to work for a wedding video company. They, I never met the guy, never met the owner. He'd give me a call or an email and say, "We got a gig in DC. I'll pay you this. You just bring your camera and your buddy, and y'all film it and send me the footage." Okay. That's and that's actually kind of what second shooting is like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have done a lot of that in the meantime to make some extra money. Um, but that's kind of nice cause you can just show up and that there's like no, there's no pressure really. I mean, there is pressure, obviously it's still a wedding day, but it's just, you're not, you're not the main photographer. You're not who the couple have been talking to. Um, and then you can just give the photographer your photos and then you can edit them. You can edit your own if you want, but like those aren't going to be delivered to the couple. So if you don't want to yeah. edit them, you don't have to, you just like are done. Yeah. You're able to just kind of walk away. Yeah. No relationship. No, like, yeah. There's no pressure to it. Yeah. Yeah. With that comp- the downside I would say for outsourcing like that is like when we would show up for weddings, we don't know yeah. who is Tim, who is Jennifer. Yeah. Are you the bride? Are yeah. you the best man? Yeah. I don't know. Like I would not want to do that as a main photographer it, I, at all. I stopped working for that guy because it was just so Yeah. I felt embarrassed for the company that yeah. I was working for. Yeah. And it was just like it was great money for us. Because we, like you said, we just show up, shoot, yeah. send the card over, and yeah. we're done. But like, I really stopped working when I got a call from the bride that she hadn't got her footage yet. Oh my gosh. And I was like, well, I'm Whoa. sorry. Yeah. It was like six months later. Oh my God. Yeah. She's like, hey, I had your number. Cause like, we, you know, that I, you're the only guy I've been able to t- contact at this company. Oh my gosh. Cause I found out the guy, he sends out his footage to like kids in India. <gasps> Not kids, but you know, it just oh pay five bucks an hour for video editing oh, and he'll get it back. That's awful. And I was like, well, I'm going to be done with this. So thankfully I had the footage still on my computer. Okay. So what we, we would like, I would save it on my local hard drive, send him the footage that way. If he, if it got mixed up, I would still have right. it for him. Yeah. Um, so I, I just like, I was like, look, I'm sorry to hear that. Like I haven't been like, I was like, I haven't been able to get in yeah. contact with this guy in six yeah. months either. Let me just send you the raw footage. Okay. That's so good. I was like, I that's just, cool. I felt so bad, but like, that's a good way to solve that. Um, maybe we can go into that. We can talk about client communication. Mm-hmm. What is your preferred way to communicate with clients? And like, 
do you have some sort of special policy that not other wedding photographers do? Or like, is there something unique about how you communicate or like what's your like best approach or like best practices for staying in contact, not only on the day, but like weeks later? Yeah. Um, Well, I've been really bad at emails recently. I used to be better. I just, everything was like a lot for a long time. Um, But ideally, I would be responding much quicker than I am currently. It's just not a very good business practice. And I'm trying to work on that. But um, I think like connection with your clients is really, really important as I'm sure every photographer and you would also say, like, especially for a wedding, because one, I want like, I want them to be comfortable and like can trust me and like just not like I don't want them to have to think about their photos on their wedding day it's not about the photos on the day of it's that's like that comes after um but I don't want them to be stressed in any way about like what I'm doing or anything like that um and I also think that the best photos like especially during portraits come from like you having a relationship and if they can already they already know you and they trust you then it just is like so much easier and the photos come out better and less posed or less strict or rigid. Um, they feel more natural. And I also usually, or for every wedding package, I include an engagement session, which I don't think any, a lot of couples would do if I didn't do that. Um, just because I usually have to like convince them anyway, even if they're like, do we really have to do the engagement session? And I say like, yes, because, or I would like it if you would like, if you would, um, because that, really loosens you up in front of the camera. So if you come, if you come into your wedding day with having already like spent time with me. And so, you know, one, what my photos will look like of the two of you in front of my camera. Um, and then like, once we get to the portrait session, you already have had practice, which not everyone, not everybody's like a, a model. So they don't really know. That makes sense. Yeah. Now in leading up to that, is it strictly email? Are you doing phone calls? Are you doing FaceTime? Are you, yeah. like, how are you, how are you building that rapport? Let's say they can't make it to mm-hmm. uh, an engagement yeah. session or they're out of state or it's going to be a travel wedding. Like, yeah. how are you able to still kind of like build that rapport and yeah. relationship? Um, I usually try, so we'll email for a while and then I usually will do a FaceTime if not, if they're not local um, or if they are local and we can possibly find a coffee shop, that'd be ideal. But usually that doesn't really work out because schedules are like so insane. Um, so I usually will try to do a FaceTime or something just so I can like talk to them in real time. I do like phone calls also, but I'd like to see their faces. That's good. Um, so yeah, usually that. And then following the wedding done, you know, it's 1am, you wrap, you're out of there. Um, you say goodbyes and then what happens next communication wise? Um, so I usually will try to send them a preview gallery of like about a hundred or 50 to a hundred, um, photos usually like some portraits they're a lot of their family photos i try to like do like their um uh parents and like immediate family photos um and i'll send that to them within a week kind of top 10 top 25 photos yeah. that, that you want to see yeah okay. um just so that they can like have some photos right away because i don't want them to wait super super long and then um like six to eight weeks after that depending on which package they've booked um they'll get their photos their full gallery um, so in the mail, usually I try to do that. Okay. And are you doing prints? Like how has it changed yeah. over, you know, over the years? Cause it, obviously it was all prints before and mm-hmm. you know, you kept the negatives and you would just print it over and over yeah. for them and charge them a fee. Yeah. Um, 
how much are people just saying like, no, we just want the digitals or just like, oh, just yeah. send us the, you know, whatever, who cares? Send us the a thumb drive. Yeah. Um, well, I actually, so I, I always will send them a selection of four by six prints mm. in the mail with their uh, USB drive, just because I want them to have something physical. I think it's more exciting to get your, like, to have it be an event, to get your photos back, okay. um, like in the mail and like have the package in your hand. And then also like, I think that people don't really know the um, value of a printed photo until they actually have one in their hand. So I just like don't want to give them the, I want to make sure that they have that, like the actual like feel of the image, like the memory in their hand. Nice. And then how do you structure, uh, are you keeping these, I guess the, you don't give them the raws. Yeah. I um, some people want those. Yeah. Like, like yeah. you just say, you just simply say no. Yeah. I say no just because, um, unless it's like something that we've agreed on before. Um, I just, it's so much part of my creative process and like how I work that the post-production that I don't usually give out the raws. Which no, yeah. it makes total sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, giving out raw footage would be like, what are you going to do with yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You see me like, you know, see the, all the shaky footage yeah. and out of focus footage and then like, yeah. it's yeah. gray and not yeah. colorful. Exactly. Know. I'm also like a little bit self-conscious about like the mistake photos. Like I don't want them to yeah. see yeah, that, or it's like weirdly. it's giving them too much to, too much all at once. I yeah, think. yeah, I agree. Um, also, I don't know if they would want like five thousand photos yeah, in one day. So. Absolutely. Now, with the larger prints, are you? Do you kind of do it the what's kind of the standard model where they you're charging a print, or are you just handing it all the files and, and saying like, you can print this up to an eight by ten or a two by three foot? Yeah. Like, are you like? Which? I usually do the latter just because I haven't. Again, it's like kind of, it's just been kind of odd being a part-time wedding photographer and also like a full-time student because I haven't had the time or brain space to do much else other than just like give the photos to them and the prints and the box. Um, and then also I'll do an album if it's, if they book that package that, um, the biggest package includes, includes an album. Okay. Um, so I'll do that. But other than that, I have in the past have just given them the photos and let them do whatever they wish. If they, want, yeah, if they want to blow it up yeah. big. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean like the, I would say the old model or standard standard model is like, if you want, like you're, you're basically like the middleman to them getting the yeah. large photo. Yeah. They have to go through your site or have to go through your whatever, you know, shopping portal Yeah. to yeah. buy an eight by 10 or buy a 24 by 36, buy it. And then you would get a fee, I guess. And then pay for the, and then they pay for the printing and shipping. Yeah. And I just have not had the brain space to ever work on that process yeah. yet let's but. go super nerdy real, real quick while we're here <laughs> in the in the like photo uh post-production kind of section um what are you using software wise to edit your photos lightroom lightroom yeah and that's i just bought it when it wasn't the subscription mm. so now it's on my laptop permanently which your, is pretty great your grandfather did nice yeah <laughs> very good um and then for displaying the photos printing the photos there's a ton there's you know amazon there's smug mug mm -hmm. what what have you found like works the best or like what's the easiest way for you to put them up and wait for them to download it um so i do pixie set which is a online gallery and you can download i really like it because you can download it at three sizes there's like the full resolution and then there's web size and there's screen or like small size okay. so like so they can five thousand pixels to two thousand pixels to yeah. 500 pixels yeah okay yeah um, and then you can also download the full gallery at once or individuals, um, which I like. And then I will also give them the, um, a USB and like a wooden 
little photo delivery box, which I get from Hanging Branch, okay. which is a company in Seattle. Um, but I really like them. They also do like engravings, so I'll like put my logo and their names on the box. So how would that work? Cool. You you go to Hanging Branch and say I need a box. Yeah. And what do they do? They ship it to you or do you? Yeah, they, they ship it to me, and okay. I will because then I um I'll because I need the USB to put the photos on anyway. Um, so I'll do that, and then I order the prints from a local um print shop in Timonium, Maryland. Okay. Called Native oh, okay. You're Nations. Pretty, you're pretty local. Yeah. Okay. And you yeah. found that works the best, best price or, or are you even thinking about, it? are you thinking about the, like the cost of goods? Like, yeah. Oh, let's, you know, let's spend a little bit less on the box and we'll make a yeah. better, better profit on this. Like, are you, are you thinking about those kind of things or are you just like, you care more about the customer experience and the best print quality? I care more about that. I definitely have inc- like factored into my pricing mm-hmm. in general. Um, but I'd rather them get better quality photos for their wedding prints than crappy, I guess. I don't know. Um, or like cheaper um, for me. But I also, I think that the nation, the photo lab I use is like great quality and also really reasonable pricing. So I don't, I don't need to go like super, super expensive, like artifact uprising prints for just a four by six like selection. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's very cool. They use a, a local shop. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's like impossible to find. I know. I was actually very shocked that they were like 20 minutes from my house. So like, are y'all still great. open? Like, I, yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. It was pretty great. Um, so then, I, okay. So you deliver all that and then with wedding photography, it's like, correct me, but I think it's all about referrals. It's yeah. all about the, yeah. like that loop at the end where it's, you do the gig and then it's right at the end, you know, they yeah. refer you to a friend Yeah. or, Oh, yeah. Hey Sally, who did your wedding? Yeah. Emma did. Yeah. Okay. Let me give Emma a call. Yeah. How much have you found to be referrals? And then like, what are you doing as a business to like try to double down on the, on the referrals? Um, I, I actually have been like very shocked by how many referrals or how much business I've gotten from referrals. Like I would have thought that I would have, I would have had to be more like active with my like Instagram or like marketing or any, honestly, like I even like during, it's just like been very hard with school again. Cause I don't really, I haven't ever been like super conscious about any of this. Um, at the beginning, definitely like I built my business through like Instagram. Um, but after that, I've just kind of like had it, had referrals when it comes, when they come. Um, and especially after in the past year, when I decided to like stop taking on so many, I just, haven't really done like any advertising or anything like that, but I still have been getting some referrals, which is really cool. Nice. And on um, the way and on like Instagram, I'm sure you're like tagging the bride yeah, and her yeah. friends see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also just like word of mouth. Um, mm-hmm. Usually I also like, usually will just, I'll tag the bride, but I don't really mind if they don't tag me in their photos Yeah. because I, I think that if someone really wants to know who like mm-hmm. is like actually serious about booking me, they'll ask, about who did your photos and then yeah. reach out that way. Or like they've already paid for your services. Yeah. Like that's enough. Yeah. 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 Oh, what is something in photography or maybe we can go general, more general with it. What's something that you've recently changed your mind on? They used to be like hardcore. It has to be this way, but now you're like, eh, I was wrong about that. That's funny. Um, photography <laughs> in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I, at the moment, um, I'm having a bit of a career crisis. <laughs> especially after graduating. Um, like the last year, I really like, really, really fell in love with art history and museums. So um, I feel like I've been like three different people in the past like four years of college, which I guess is what everyone kind of feels like. Sounds natural to me. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but initially I thought I was going to do photography only and like maybe drop out of college, et cetera. And then I like really got into design and I really wanted to be a designer. And now I'm really would love to do like a curatorial career in a museum somewhere or like pursue grad school in art history. So that's been a recent change and we'll see how it goes. Okay. And then a uh, final question would be unsolicited advice. This can be, doesn't have to be about photography. It could be about like a diet exercise, some like cool hack you found any unsolicited advice you have for the audience or like f- quick photography advice. What would you give to a beginner? Um, shoot a lot and all the time. And I know that everybody always says that, but it definitely practices all you can do. And also look for the light and don't be afraid to like tell someone to turn towards the light, even if you're afraid to, to speak to someone. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, Emma, where can we find your work and, uh, and what do you got going on? What's like next upcoming project that you can foresee? Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Emma M Weiss. Um, and also I'm working on my website again. I'm redoing it for like the 50th time because I'm never, ever satisfied. Um, and Squarespace is like, it always works until like, there's the one thing that you yep. really want to do and it doesn't work. I'm always changing mine. Yeah. Um, that's so that's coming. M- what is that? Emma Weiss? Emma Weiss photo.com. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. So that's coming. Soon. Awesome. Well, Emma, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. It was so great. All right, another episode in the bag. You have just listened to the Jordan P. Anderson podcast. Be sure to head over to jordanpanderson.com for more. That's about it, guys. We'll see you soon.